Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Alan Williams Podcast for the 68th time. Or maybe you're not, maybe you're a complete newbie. Whether it's your first time listening or it's your 68th time listening, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you find something useful in today's episode. I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but it is going to be a shorter episode of the podcast today. Life is busy, work is busy, college is busy. My CA for college is due in, so the pressure is on and time is tight. The podcast is one of the things I'm having to cut down on a little bit, so it will be a shorter episode. I'm reading a fantastic book at the moment called Never Let Go by Dan John. If you're working in the fitness industry, you might have read this book. I would say you've definitely heard of it. You've possibly come across it at some point. If you're not working in the fitness industry, but you're into fitness, you're into mindset, it's a book I would definitely recommend you read. So it's called Never Let Go by Dan John. Today, I want to share with you a concept from that book that I think can bring enormous benefit to you. I'm going to share one concept today. Shorter episodes of the podcast share one concept. So I want you to listen closely and then apply. This concept is one that comes to light in the very first chapter of Never Let Go. So Dan John is going straight in with the good stuff here. There's no hanging about. It's straight in there. Chapter one. He poses the question, why are people who are doing jail time in better shape than you? Why are people who are doing jail time in better shape than you? And what he has concluded is that as humans, we only have a certain amount of self-discipline and willpower before it runs out. Those who are locked up or doing jail time, it's not so much of an issue for them. And the reason it's not so much of an issue is because it's not a choice. They have little choices in their day, whereas we have many. We have loads of little decisions to make on a day-to-day basis because we've got our freedom. Those who are doing time, they don't have that. Think about it. They don't choose what time they go to bed at. They don't get to choose what time they get up at. All of those decisions are already made for them. So there's no energy drain in terms of decision making. They have nothing to think about. With regard to their food, their food is prepped for them. They eat at a certain time. It's not optional. They eat at a certain time. Food is prepped for them. They don't have to think about what they're going to cook. They're going to eat what they're given. So again, there's decisions been taken out of their hands. The time they get to exercise at. Again, they're not going to be given a choice on that. That's set in stone. This is how your day is going to run. Your day is mapped out for you and you're just following it along. So the reason maybe that they're in great shape is because the one thing that they can focus on is their training. And the one time, one thing that they can put all of their energy on is their training because their energy has not been drawn from other places. And therefore, they don't need to so much rely on self-discipline and on willpower like we do. When we get up in the morning, we're making decisions from the very start of the day. Anybody that has kids, for example, getting your kids out to school is probably a massive energy drain. I'd say that's a hell of a lot of an energy drain for some of you. So before you've even left the house, you're making decisions, you're thinking, you're always on the go. There's a lot of energy being used up before you've even left. Getting kids out of bed, getting them up, getting them out the door, getting their lunches packed, making sure they've got everything they need, making sure that they've got the books, the rulers, the pencils, whatever it is. I don't have kids myself, so I don't have these stresses in my life, but maybe you do. So you are probably able to resonate with that, that you're making decisions, you're having energy drawn from you before you've even left the house. As the day goes on, you've got more decisions to make. You've got to decide, what are we having for dinner this evening? How am I going to fit that around the needs of my kids, my partner? Is everybody going to eat the same thing? Are nutritional requirements being met here? Does everybody like this type of food? So first there's decisions to be made. And then there is the actual preparation of the food, which is going to take more time, which is going to take more energy. And then we've got work. You go to work, there's decisions to be made. There's more drains on your energy. 
Colleagues are going to be a drain on your energy. There's going to be some people that you don't particularly get on that well with. There's going to be some people that you tolerate but you don't particularly like. There's going to be people that maybe ask what you consider stupid questions that is taking more of your energy and is maybe getting you a little bit more irritated throughout the day. So as we go on throughout our day, there's these constant little decisions that are being made. There's constant draws on our energy and there's constant scenarios and situations that we're being put in that maybe we don't even have control over but we're having to respond to. As we go on and we get towards evening time, maybe that's the time when we train. But by that stage of the day, our energy levels are a little bit lower. Our self-discipline is a little bit lower. And in the book, Dan John actually describes it as having a can of shaving gel. Now, I would say because I've got a lot of female listeners as well, and I've got a more diverse listenership, I'm going to probably describe it as a can of deodorant. So you can spray little bits all over the place, but when it's gone, it's gone. So when the can is empty, the can is empty. You've got to go and you've got to top it up. So your energy effectively has been dispersed throughout those little sprays throughout the day that are happening. But when the can is gone, the can is gone. It's hit empty. It's at rock bottom. It needs replenishing. And we need to be, be very considerate to where we give our energy and what our energy is being used up on and where we're spraying that energy. Think about the can. As the day goes on, it starts off full. It's full in the morning time. But getting the kids out, there's a little bit more gone out of the can. As the day goes on and we go to work, there's a little bit more gone out of the can. By the time we get to evening time, there might not be that much left in the can. And maybe that's the time we train. Maybe that's the important time of our day with regard to our fitness goals, our body composition goals. The people that are in jail, for example, which was the example used in the book, the people that are doing jail time, there's not the same draw on that can. The can is still much higher at the end of the day because they're not having the same decisions to make. They're not having the same time and demands put on on their energy. So therefore, maybe they've got a little bit more left and they can focus more of their energy on that task, which is the one thing that they're putting all of their time and effort into, which is their training. So maybe that's a good answer for why are those people in better shape than you are or than I am or than we are. I hope you're following along with that. I hope that is making sense to you. So the next question then is what can we do about that? How can we keep our energy levels a little bit higher or how can we keep that self-discipline or that willpower in place? Even though we've got a busy life, even though we've got a lot going on, how can we make sure that it stays at a level where we're still functioning and we're still working towards our goals and we can keep moving even on the days that we're not particularly feeling it? So a couple of tips. The first I'm going to say to you is bulk tasks, bulk tasks. So this might be around fitness or this might be around something else, but could you do a big chunk of work together that is going to serve you throughout the days to come? That means you're not having little tasks happening throughout the week and that's drawing your energy more and more and taking away from you every day. Could you actually just take an hour once or twice a week where you really get stuck into something and do enough that it's going to keep you taking over for the next couple of days? A great example of this is food prep. So if you're somebody who's training or you're working towards a body composition goal or a fitness goal, I always encourage people to food prep. I think it's so, so, so important. All of my clients that I work with online, this is something I have all of them doing is food prepping. And normally I would advise them to take maybe a Sunday evening and a Wednesday evening to get everything they need together. So go and do your shop, get your list of food, get it down on paper, buy what you need and then prep. So it might be a case of taking two, three days at a time and going, well, what do I need for the next couple of days so that when that's in place, I'm not going to have to stop and think about it on Monday evening when I'm busy and I'm tired and I don't want to think about it. So I've got the next two, three days covered. So that's just the first tip that's really, really useful is food prep. Or if it's something else you're working on, it might be a fitness goal. Can you bulk tasks? Can you do a big chunk together that's going to save you time and energy over the next couple of days where there's more of a constant drain if you're doing it all the time? So that's the first thing. The next thing is hire coaches. Hire coaches. 
it makes a huge difference again to what we speak about earlier being the self-discipline and the willpower. If you're hiring a coach, I suppose there's a couple of things happening first and foremost. Yes, you're creating accountability, which is number one. You're creating accountability so you've got somebody to be answerable to, which is automatically going to bring your discipline levels up. But the second thing you can do with coaches is they're transferring some of their willpower to you. So when your can is running low, they're giving you a little bit of theirs. So they're transferring their willpower to you. A good coach or a good trainer wants you to do well. So they're giving everything of themselves to help you achieve your goal. And because they want you to do well, that willpower is moving from them over to you so they're effectively topping up your levels so while your can is going low they're topping it up with theirs so they're handing some of theirs over to you to bring that level back up so hire coaches if you can i think it's a fantastic idea i think whatever it is you're working towards go to somebody who's an expert in that area or go to somebody who is experienced in it or who has done what you want to do and let them help you because most of them will be happy to help you. And yeah, there's probably an investment involved, but it's a very worthwhile investment if your goal is serious to you. And it's something I see a lot with, especially weight loss. People think they can do it on their own and they've been trying for five years to do it on their own. They've been trying for seven years to do it on their own and they haven't managed it. So if you're one of those people, hire a coach. It will greatly accelerate your results, but it will help in terms of maintaining willpower and discipline as well. Third tip, tell everybody. Tell everybody what you're doing. If you tell everybody what you're doing, you make it public, you put it out there. Again, you're creating accountability. And again, because you don't want to be seen to fail and you don't want maybe a level of embarrassment or you don't want judgment from other people, you're probably going to find that your discipline levels go up, that you're going to become more accountable to yourself. You're going to get the work done a lot more than if nobody knows. Because if nobody knows, there's no major pressure on you. You're probably going to eat in secret. You're going to convince yourself that it's okay because it's only this or it's only that. You're going to rationalize. You're going to justify. When it's raining, you're not going to bother go out training. But when people know they're going to come back and they're going to ask you, how's that thing going? How's that weight loss journey going? How's that thing you were speaking about last week going? Have you got made much progress on that? Is it going well? Are you putting habits in place? Are you seeing results? When you know that those questions are going to come back on you, you're probably going to find that your discipline levels go up. You're going to work a little bit harder. So tell everybody. One of the things I did when I decided I was going to write a book for the first time, my first book, Unlocking My Mind, came out in 2018, October 2018. The first thing I did was... Probably towards the end of 2016, I made an announcement on my social media platforms that I was going to write a book. I just jumped straight in at the deep end. I had no idea about writing books. I didn't know how to get a book published. I didn't know who to speak to about publishing books. I didn't know anything about editing. I had no contacts in terms of getting an editor. I didn't know how to write a book in terms of style. I didn't know what my style was. I didn't know what makes for a good read. I had literally no idea about how to write a book or how to get a book published, how to get people to buy a book, how to market a book, how to get books on shelves. I knew absolutely zero. I knew nothing. But I decided... It was important to me to write a book. I wanted to write a book and I wanted to write it so I could give people a resource, that they had something that they could tap into, something that was cheaper than courses, something that's affordable for people, but that they could just go to the book and maybe get a little bit of inspiration or a little bit of motivation from it. I wanted to write a book because I knew it would raise my profile and it would help me move forward towards the goals I wanted to set in life and in business. So there was a few different reasons for doing it. And those reasons were my why. They were the reasons it was important to me. And I just said, social media, let's put it out there and then there's no going back. And I put it out there because I knew it would get a big response because it's not a small thing. And then I'm I'm in hell to that because when you put something like that out there that, hello, I'm writing a book. I've never wrote a book before. I know you've been following me on social media. Thanks for your support. Now I'm writing a book. And suddenly you're looking at hundreds and hundreds of likes and engagement on that post. So now there is no backing out. There's literally no backing out. When you're looking at something with four or five hundred likes on it, you can't go back on it. 
It has to be held to it because so many people have seen it now. And therefore, I know that it has to be done. That was the simple reason I put it on social media. It wasn't to get the likes. It wasn't for an ego boost. It was to hold me accountable. So once that's put out there and that's become real in the world, it's something that has to happen. That's the way I now view it. That's the way it has to be. That's the way I know it's going to get done. If I had kept that to myself and it's in the back of my mind is this idea, this life goal that I want to write a book. Well, when am I actually going to do it? If nobody knows about it, there's no pressure on me. I might do it in five years time when the time is right. And in inverted commas, everybody looks for that right time that doesn't exist. I might do it in 10 years time. I might do it when I finish college and have more time in my hands. I might do it when business is quieter. I might do it maybe when business is even better and I have more of a reputation. Because I think if you're telling yourself, I'm going to do it when the time is right, you'll never get started. Like when is the right time? I could wait until I have 50,000 followers on social media. But how long is that going to take? And again, you convince yourself, you tell yourself, I don't have enough followers, not enough people are going to buy the book. At that time, when I first made the decision to write a book, I think I had about 2,000 followers, maybe 2,500 followers on Facebook, which is not much, but it's enough. It's all I need. So it's not about followers. It's about producing a good product. It's about creating accountability for yourself. And if you produce a good enough book or a good enough product, people will buy it, regardless of whether you have 300 followers or you have 30,000 followers. It doesn't really matter. So it's more about the content of what you're doing, the content and the quality of content of your work. Quality is the word I'm looking for there, sorry, not the content. The quality of your work is what you're looking for. So that was the reason I did that, create accountability for myself. And when I did that, I had a book out within a year and a half, two years. It was done because again, created accountability. Everybody knew about it. So that's the third tip is tell everybody. So just recapping, I have a couple more to give you, but recapping on what I've said, how do we bring up those levels of self-discipline and those levels of willpower? Number one was bulk tasks. So food prep and the likes, if you're working towards a food or a body composition goal. Number two was hire coaches because they they can transfer their willpower to you and they can bring you accountability. Number three was tell everybody. Number four is whittle down your life. Whittle down your life. So many of us, most of us, 99% of us are wasting time every day and every week and every hour. We are wasting time. Keep the important things priority. Ask yourself, what are the important things today? What are the important things this week? What would make it a successful week? If I am to have a successful week, what needs to happen by Friday for it to be a successful week? What are those things? What are those priority tasks? And then get them done get them done. Make those three important things your priority for the day or for the week and put your energy into those. Make sure that your energy is going into those, not on tiny little things that are drawing your energy, that are depleting your willpower, that are depleting your levels of discipline. If you do the priority task, eat the eat the frog first, the hard thing to get done, do it first thing. Get it done, then you're creating momentum, then you're creating more confidence in yourself and then your discipline levels go up as well because you're starting to see progress and you want a little bit more. So whittle down your life is what I'm saying to you. Maybe there's too many things going on in your life. I think too many of us have too many things going on in our lives. Little things that don't necessarily move us forward or don't necessarily bring us value. So what are those things? I'm going to say to you, whittle down the TV time switch off the TV. If you're serious about achieving a body composition goal, if you're serious about building a business, you need to spend less time on television. I don't really watch television anymore. I watch football games at weekend and that is it. One of the most beneficial things I've done with my life for building a business was switching off the television. You will be amazed at how much you get done when you start doing that. When you switch off the television, switch off the laptop, stop scrolling mindlessly on your phone. There is so much time being wasted on those things. Guarantee it. If you start coming back now to what is more productive use of my time, then you can start doing things that are going to move you forward. 
Then you can start putting time into building your business on the side. Even an extra hour or two a day, you could create a whole new business while you're working a job by working an hour or two in the evenings on your side project instead of putting all that time into sitting in front of the television. So whittle down your TV time. Switch off the television. Switch off the laptop. Stop scrolling the phones. Get doing your training instead. Get doing something that's productive. Get some, doing something that's going to move you towards that thing that you say is important to you. That's going to start building your levels of discipline. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit of practice. But be disciplined enough initially to say, it's important that I do this. The goal at the end of it is important to me. Whittle down getting drunk at weekends and turning up to work or turning up to training with a hangover. Whittle down that. That's not bringing you benefit. Whittle down those things. Again, I'm not saying to you never have a drink, but whittle down if it's happening every weekend. If you're having boozy weekends and it's a regular thing, is that holding you back from your goals? I would suggest that it is. Going back to our people in jail, they don't have that option. They're putting all of their energy into that one thing and they're seeing incredible results from it because their time, their energy is going into it. It's not going on to escapism. The likes of boozy weekends, the likes of endless hours of television, the likes of social media, the likes of getting involved in groups on social media that just rant about things, that's escapism. And that's not helping you achieve your goals. So whittle down the boozy weekends whittle down turning up to work or turning up to training sessions hungover because you're not maximizing the time that you're spending in your training session you're not maximizing it you're not getting the most out of it if you're getting drunk every weekend your monday session is a write-off even if you do it intensity levels are low you're not getting much out of it tuesday it's maybe a little bit better it's probably wednesday before you're back to full intensity so whittle down those things if your training is important to you, if building a business is important to you, if building a great relationship is important to you, put the time into those things. Make sense? Hopefully. Third thing I'm going to say to you here in terms of this point, third thing within point number four is whittle down your workouts. Whittle down your workouts. You weren't expecting that one, were you? Whittle down your workouts. Hear me out. Getting in great shape is not about spending 10,000 hours a week in the gym. It's not about that. It's about making the most of the time that you're there. It's about getting the most out of your workouts. And one of the reasons I think a lot of people don't necessarily bring about great results, even though they're in the gym quite a lot, is because there's not that much intensity in their training. They're typically sitting around, scrolling their phones, taking huge long rests between exercises. And they come out of the gym three hours later and everybody's going, Jesus, you're unreal. How are you in the gym for three hours? That is serious going fair play to you. Well, it's not really. If you were sitting down on a bench and you were scrolling through Facebook and you were taking selfies and you were doing whatever it is that you do and you weren't actually putting your time into training, then maybe it's not all that beneficial either. And that's not going to build your self-discipline. What will build your self-discipline is allocating an amount of time to your training session and getting the work done within that time. And what I've always found is that if you only have 30 minutes, you can get the same amount done in 30 minutes that you can get done in an hour and a half. And what it is, is that it focuses the mind and you start to move things, move through things a little bit quicker because you go, I don't have an hour and a half today. I've got half an hour and suddenly you're an awful lot more efficient. And one of the rules of training is that the time you give to it is the time that it'll take you to get it done. Check it out. I promise you. Any of you that have done my HIIT workouts, for example, we're doing live workouts at the moment, trying to keep people active during lockdown. I've been doing live workouts. We're typically taking about half an hour. We're doing a bit of HIIT work and we're throwing on a bit of core work at the end, maybe for another seven or eight minutes. You're in and out of that session in 40 minutes. I would be willing to bet if you did that session on your own, without me there, without doing it in live time maybe, and you have as long as you want to do it, 
I I would willingly I'd be willing to bet it takes you at least an hour, if not more. It might even take you 80, 90 minutes to get it done. When you actually get really focused, get really, really, really focused, and you say, This is the time I've got, and I don't even have two minutes longer than that. This is the time I've got. I've only got 40 minutes. What am I going to do? Plan it out. Put a plan together. Allocate time for your exercises. Allocate time for your rest time. Only got 40 minutes. It will get done in 40 minutes. Without a doubt, it will. So what you actually allocate to that gym session is the amount of time it will take to get it done. So that brings us back to your point, which was whittle down your workouts. Funny as it sounds, whittle down your workouts only actually take what you need to take. Don't take three hours. Don't waste three hours of your day doing nothing. It's not very productive use of your time. That's a little bit today and I hope it has resonated and I hope it has made sense to you. I was just speaking around self-discipline, around willpower, all those various things. Why are people in jail in better shape than us? There's a few answers for you. It typically is down to where our energy is going, how our energy has been dispersed, how that impacts on our levels of discipline and our levels of willpower. I'm going to recap the four points I gave you. Again, some of these had points within the points, but I'm going to recap the four points I gave you. And they were bulk tasks. So the likes of food prepping is fantastic if it's a body composition goal. Number two was hire coaches. Number three was tell everybody. And number four was whittle down your life. The idea for today's podcast was an idea that came to me when I was reading Never Let Go by Dan John. That's a book I'd highly recommend if you're into your fitness, into your training, into your mindset. Never Let Go by Dan John. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Short and sweet. I'm done. I'm out. Out the gap. And I'll see you again next week. All the best.